Okay, we're holding in page 207. And we spoke about last time was that a person, when they get to an older age, when they get to an age of zikna, they start thinking about their legacy, they start thinking about what they want to leave in this world, what they want to accomplish. That is what's a person to do tshuva. A person really to start reflecting on what they really want to do, what they really want to be, and they want to also be uh, not, not prisoners of the past. This past Shabbos, I read an amazing, it's an amazing book from one of my Rebbeim. They put out, uh, the Talmudim of his put out Avadim, it's called Mind Over Man. It's talking about Musr, specifically Nevardika Musr. And in the Hagdama, they asked their Shashiva, they asked him, how do you define Musr? What is the definition of Musr? Musr, of course, means, you know, direction, it means ethics, it means uh, being, told, <laughs> being told off, they did something wrong. But the way that he describes Musr, he says, Musr, is hope. The real definition of Musr is hope. Hope, the feeling that that I don't have to be the prisoner of my past. That I don't have to be petty and a loser and, and down on the ground and totally feeling that I'm not able to accomplish. Musr gives a person hope. Musr gives a person the opportunity to feel that just because I am the way I am means I always have to be the way I, the way I always have to be. It's not how it works. Musr gives a person the hope, that feeling that you can work on yourself. You can change yourself. You can reach dargas and godless. It's very hard. As you get older in life, one of the big things they call midlife crisis is the feeling that like, uh, you're stuck in your surroundings. You're stuck in where you are. You have to just like, you know, do something very drastic to get out of that. That's not Musr. That's not normal. That's not a healthy attitude. We have to, within our surroundings, we have to still be able to work on it. That's what Musr helps us to do, is to make us feel that we're not shackled to what has been, we're not shackled to be the people that we are. We can always continue. We can always continue to be working on ourselves continuously. We have hope. Hope. And that's what it is. So someone who is, gets to a certain age and has to start thinking about when you get to Yemei Zikna, you start thinking about your life. What do I want to do? Who do I want to be? What do I want to leave after me? What do I want my legacy to be? How do I want my definition to be? If you go to the Besakars, you take a look at what people write on their, on their matzevas. What do they write on their matzevas? Do they write about how they accomplished a big business? That they bought and sold stock? That they worked from nine to five? No, it doesn't say that. It says 99% of the time, ma- fa- father, grandfather, uncle, brother, whatever. You define it as, who you, as what their roles that they played. Who they accomplished, what they accomplished for. And the more that we can work on those roles, the more, the more that we can work on that aspect of ourselves, the bigger we'll be. So, I mean, that's the idea, but working on ourselves to become that type of person that eventually when we get to Shemayim, we'll be proud of what we left over here. And How could a person not work on themselves for the, to, in preparation for that long journey that we have to Elam Haba? It only comes when a person starts focusing on the more important aspects of life. People are so convinced of their own righteousness, they never do tshuva. Then they do, they do chatayim l'shem hakadosh baruch How does that work? Sometimes the worst of errors that a person does is where they think it's a religious, uh, a religious war. You know what? Oh, no, no, Bilchas was not. <laughs> 
you know, Rishtayman said, he said, maybe, maybe, you know, for the Afghanis, we're not getting involved in the politics, but this is for the Afghanis, Rishtayman said, maybe the first rock that's thrown is Lashem Shemayim. After that, it's all mob rule. It's all mob, you know, mob riding. And it, maybe the first time, you know, that somebody, you know, is protesting and does something, uh, the first second of that protest, maybe that was done Lashem Shemayim. But after that, it's just, there's no difference in a BLM riot. You know, that's kind of what it is. Like a, a general, I don't, wanna, I don't want to get too specific because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't like wading into politics. Someone who is sick and doesn't even realize that they're sick. There's sometimes, of course, you know, God forbid if somebody's dying from cancer, how do they find out? Their hair, you know, they start bleeding, you know, out of, out of places they never thought they could bleed out of. They start, you know, have vomiting, going to the bathroom all the time. I mean, those are symptoms and those then are Myra person. Hey, I should go to a doctor. It's a little bit modern. But unfortunately, there are times, and I know quite a few stories, of where somebody had a growth, they didn't really check on it, they, didn't, they totally didn't even think it was a big deal. They come to the doctor finally after, like, people are saying, like, no, you really should go to the doctor. They're like, yeah, what's a big deal? The doctor says, it's way too late. You came, if you had come to me two months before, there's something to do about it. But now you're a dead woman, you're a dead man walking. There's a mice once where a woman came to, her, came to the doctor, took off her shaitel, and the doctor said, I, the, minute I knew, I, the minute I took it off, I knew she was dead. She, she was going to be dead in two months. I mean, that rapid level of growth. The problem is when we don't take into account, we don't think about these things, when we are not aware of the chayli, of the sickness that we have, when a person doesn't, isn't aware of what, how they're actually sick, how internally there's a, there's, a, there's a virus that's festering within us, which is gaiva, gaiva festers within us, which is tikina, which is taiva, which is sheker. A person lives all these bad midos and isn't even aware of those bad midos and how much they're lying to other people around them and how much they're lying more so to themselves, which is the worst. It's one thing if you're lying to everybody else, but you know the truth. You just can't get out of your lies. That's, you know, that's many people that live that. That's a difficulty, but at least it's a darga. You know you're lying and you're lying to everyone else. But what if you're so sick and you're so removed from reality that you even lie to yourself, that you're totally unaware of, you're not, you're completely checked out. What is it, you know what they call that? Shaker, yeah, sure, sure. One of the dogmas of Shaker is that you're so ingrained and you know in the mud with your dishonesty that you start believing your own truths. That's one hundred percent. You start, you get so sucked into your own narrative of life. And you start to believe the story that Mamish did not happen, but right. it so makes sense right. to you, so it's the truth. Right, and we're not even talking so about. That's per- why when you accuse yeah. people of yeah. lying, me lying, I never lie. You know? Right. That like, it's a, it's a, it's a pachad. When you really, really like are willing to look in the mirror and to look at the pettiness of, of people, look at the sadness of the state of man. I mean, like it's a little bit scary. But again, that's what Muster does. Muster gives you hope and say, okay, it's a little bit scary, but I can do something about it. It's like going to the doctor, but catching it in time. That's what Muster gives us. Muster gives us hope. Muster gives us the opportunity to say, you know what? There's a sickness. There's a virus, but there's a medicine. Barasi lecha yitzahara. Barasi lecha a person who is so involved in their own sins, they don't even realize their end and what exactly is going the, the, the destruction that that will write against you. They therefore then don't take into account how to really fix their affairs. People are so self-subsumed in their own body, in their own happiness, their own desires, their own sense of what they want. They can care less what anybody else it's called self-centered people. They're so involved in all other 
fleeting aspects of the world. They don't even think for two minutes about inyanim of spirituality. How far can a person be? That's how far a person can be. They're so involved in themselves and in their guf and nothing to do from a ruchnis level. That someone who just goes on their own agenda, their own desires from a very young age, at least when you get older, at least when you get to a certain point where hopefully you've matured enough. And this, this is the problem. You have many, many old people who have never matured for two minutes. You can have someone who's 75 years old and he's a five-year-old. You know, the Chazal tell us in Mesechus Baba Basra, in Cheskas Chavatim, Kol Chazaka Beloi Taina in a Chazaka. You heard that before? What it means is, a person could walk into a house, live there for 15 years, the real owner walks in and says, what are you doing in my house? And he says, oh, I don't know, I just was open. So the halacha is, even if you've been there for 15 years, you lose that, because it's not your house. Uh, what if a person comes in and says, after 15 years, you know, what are you doing in my house? Well, you're a squatter. He says, no, I have a, I have a deed. I have a, a real proof. I have a contract. It just got lost. That's the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, you're allowed to keep the house. Why? Well, for 15 years, it's understandable someone may lose the riot, but at least he's tining something. A chazaka with a taina, that at least you're claiming something. But the Talmud Rebbe said it in a, in a homiletic way. He said, I heard this directly from him. He said, kol chazaka beloi taina in a chazaka. People can live 20 years, 50 years, 80 years in this world, but they're not tining anything. They're not living for any purpose. They're not living for any mission. They're not tithing anything. You can live, there's many, many older people that are just as petty as they were when they were 70. They were just as petty when they were 50. And they were just as petty when they were 20. And they were just as petty when they were 15. And that's a sad state of existence. To be the same pettiness that you were when you were 15. Caring about your covenant. Caring about your desires. About your, that the, everything should work around your schedule. When you're 80 years old. That's not how it works. At that point, when you get older, you should be le- le- getting a little bit more mellowed out about different aspects of life. <laughs> we should be zoich to work on the internal, not the external, the internal, and understanding what's really the aside to Amir Hashem. And that's what it says. The person should continuously think about how that I should bring your Shemayim into my life.